In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who makes us children again. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, fairy tales can come true. Young at heart. She can sing a whole lot better than I can. It's a classic song from Frank Sinatra. Fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you if you're young at heart. And it actually goes on. For it's hard you will find to be narrow of mind if you're young at heart. You can go to extremes with impossible schemes. You can laugh when your dreams fall apart at the seams. And life gets more exciting each passing day. And love is either in your heart or on its way. Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth to be young at heart? For as rich as you are, it's much better by far to be young at heart. It goes on a little bit longer than that. There's something about us that resonates with those sentiments, those ideas, that it is better to be young at heart. But the question is, do we really believe that it's better to be young at heart? Because there's a lot of us that, well, you know, we we don't necessarily want to be young at heart. We don't want to at least be relegated into life as a child. You know, we like to choose what we're going to have for breakfast. We like to be able to get in our car and go places. We like to do a lot of these things that, well, only grown-ups can do. So because of that, there's this tug in our souls between, well, do are we young at heart or are we sort of adults at heart? Are we mature human beings? Do we walk into a room followed by an air of sophistication and grace? We kind of want both. The difficulty is that it's hard sometimes to figure out how to have both of those things. And that's sort of what Jesus is playing around with here with his disciples. As he starts praying to God within earshot of those disciples. And he's saying, Lord, I thank you that you have revealed these things to little children. And you can almost see Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, Andrew, all of those other guys getting a little bit, what is he doing? Little children, what kind of patronizing stuff is that, Jesus? Calling us little children instead of wise and understanding. We want to be wise and understanding. Thank you very much, Jesus. But Jesus is saying here that, well, when he reveals himself, that that is easier for the little children, his disciples, to 
grab hold of. Because there is something about that state of being a child that is, well, sort of magical. And a part of that difference is that you're not, or at least you don't consider yourself to be wise and understanding as a child. I have rarely met even the most wise and understanding child that I have met has not considered themselves to be so. Instead, they don't even care about that. They're just interested in learning. They're interested in seeing what the possibilities are. They're interested in figuring out what's out there. And that's what Jesus is talking about, that in order to be someone who receives the revelation of God, it just can't be about your own wisdom and your own understanding, that it has to be something about, well, you figuring out something that is new and cool and fun. You need to approach Jesus Christ and go, whoa, that's awesome! And that's the problem that arrives so often in the Christian world, is that we sort of front this wise and understanding feeling, this sort of sense of, well, if you're a really great, mature Christian, well, what that means is that you're sort of a stoic sage. And Jesus doesn't seem to agree. Neither did Luther at the time, because he saw where sort of that stoic sageness got a lot of people. See, it was interesting. At the beginning of the Reformation, there was this period of time that Luther took a time out from writing and from doing all sorts of things. And what he did was he said, well, you know, all of a sudden we have a bunch of churches. So maybe it'd be a good idea for us to ride around and take a tour and visit some of these churches and see what they're like. And so he went out and he was like, hey, let's let's kind of do Sunday here, Sunday there, and let's see what going to these churches is like. Well, they hardly get through the first three churches before Luther was like, this was a really bad idea. Because now I'm depressed. Because what he had found was that so many people were so interested and so such high-minded stuff that they had lost the simplicity of what it had meant to be a Christian. The simplicity of what it meant to have faith in a God who loved you. The simplicity of what it meant to go, I don't have everything figured out, but he does and that's okay. He puts that this way in his introduction to one of his catechisms, which ends up in our book of Concord, our book of Confessions. We have no slight reasons for teaching the catechism so constantly in sermons that for both desiring and beseeching others to teach it, since we see to our sorrow that many pastors and preachers are very negligent in this. 
and slight both their office and this teaching, some from great high art, giving their mind, as they imagine, to much higher matters. But others from sheer laziness and care for their paunches, assuming no relation to this business, that they were pastors and preachers for their belly's sake and had nothing to do but to spend and consume their ambulance as long as they live, as they have been accustomed to, in papacy. So basically what Luther is saying there is, look, you've got a lot of guys out there that are very interested in reading and talking about a lot of theology. But it never gets down to the basics of what it means to have faith. Echoing Jesus. In order to see the revelation of God, we have to be okay with being little children. So often, we're not okay with that. And the reason that we're not okay with that is that we're insecure. I mean, really, that's the problem that we adults have that children often don't that makes a difference in what they believe. We adults walk into a belief and go, well, what's that going to make me look like? Now, if, if I believe that Jesus Christ is the only perfect person in the world. Well, that, that means that I have to admit that I am somehow imperfect and that those things that I do that I know are wrong, but I don't want to call sins quite yet, well, that maybe they are. Sorry, insecurity gets in the way. But security says... Yeah, I'm a sinner. I commit sins pretty regular basis. I know what they are. I'm pretty good at them, in fact. But you know what? God is much better. God is much better at forgiving my sins than I am even at committing them. And God, by the way, only invites sinners to his table. And if I'm not a sinner, then I'm left out. And so there's something of a childlike courage that is willing to say, okay, I'm willing to accept the revelation of God and whatever it means for my life because I know that whatever it means for my life is going to be a good thing. That whatever it means for my life is that I am going to be able to stand in front of God and He is going to look at me with all of the things that I've done wrong. He is going to look at me and He is going to say, My son died for you and because of that, I love you so much. That's what it means to be especially childlike. That's what 
Luther was trying to recapture when he was writing those catechisms was he was trying to get at this sense of what it just basically meant to have faith, to have wonder, to have belief, to once again become a child. He says later on in that introduction to the catechism that the best thing that those pastors could do and the people that went to those churches could do is instead of reading another high-minded book, that the best thing that they could do is just open up to one of those catechisms or even better yet, open up to a page in the New Testament. And believe and have faith that those things are true. And to grasp that with all of the childlike wonder that you can. May that be something that you are able to do this week. May you flip open that dusty catechism that you have not looked at in decades. May you flip open to a page in the New Testament. And may you read it like a child, with childlike wonder, with childlike awe, with childlike belief, and actually believe that maybe it's possible that those things could be true and that God loves you so much that He sent His only Son to die on a cross so that they could be true. Amen.